0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the intuitive revolution in business and today we have a wonderful guest called Lubna Zaru
1: and um, Lubna, would you like to introduce yourself briefly to our audience? Yes, well thank you for having me first of all Um, and as Anne said my name is Lubna, I live in the Netherlands, I am an author, a speaker and a coach and I coach purpose-driven entrepreneurs to work smarter and happier because they don't have to work hard and sacrifice their health and well-being. I love that. I'm all for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and have fun because you have your own podcast called The yes. um, Entrepreneur Sushi Club. And whenever I listen to it, I, it brings me so much joy. And, uh, <laughs> I want to mention it here in case people want to find out about your podcast. Yes. Um, and you really yeah, I mean it's a podcast that you do with with two co-hosts, I should say. Correct. But I think you were the initiator, weren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I had the idea. Um now more than well, it's almost 2 years ago. It's been a while. Um and I just found two people who said who are who are just as enthusiastic as I was about the idea and we just roll with it and it's been absolutely fun. And I love what you said about um, it being fun because that's, the, that's one of the purposes of the podcast is to have a little bit of fun and uh, introduce a little bit of lightness into our lives because life can get so serious um, uh, all of the time, especially as entrepreneurs. And I believe that when you feel good and have a little bit of fun, business doesn't have to be hard. The business can actually be easier.
0: Yeah, and you know what just before we started this podcast recording, I had a little dance in my office as I do almost every morning. So I put um I have a dance uh list and that's also something I share in my group um when I remember because I'm not a person of habit but not much, but I I share a dance video um every time I I listen to one in my group just to get the vibe going and to have a little bit of fun. So The one, the song that came up this morning, if I can remember, it's from In Excess. And it was just
1: lovely. It was really lovely to listen to it. Anyway,
0: let's get into music. It's
1: true. It's true on that note to just close the loop on that one. Music is a great way to boost your mood. So whenever you're feeling a little bit low, just choose a song that makes you happy, that does that for you. And just listen to it. Even if you just listen for it for about 30 seconds, it's enough to give you that little boost and then you can go back to whatever you were doing. So, yeah
0: yeah and i have something to add to this because i actually felt very sad before today's podcast so that was i was like okay should i do a bit i did some journaling which was good and then i thought should i do some yoga or should i do the song and i had a couple of minutes before coming live with you so i was like no 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 i need the song (laughs) i need to feel high vibe for this (laughs) i can't come to the table as feeling sad so here i am all prepped up so, cool, cool, cool. tell us a little bit more about your business, how you started it, how long you've been doing what you're doing, what led you to do it?
1: Yeah, I will. So, I worked into a chamber of commerce more than 10 years ago, and at that time, I had a full-time job, uh, which I loved um, very much, but there was a rule there that it was lost in first out and they had to reduce the workforce to save money at that time. And I knew with that principle, as soon as I heard the very first rumors, with that principle of last in first out, and I had barely was working there for about five years, and I knew my colleagues had 10 plus years behind them. So if it came to it, I knew that I would be on the list of people they had to say goodbye to, even though I knew that my managers didn't want to say goodbye to me at all but when a principle is applied they have to stick with it no matter who you are and so and that got me thinking when as soon as I heard that even before it was officially announced that it, that it might happen that they might be forced to say goodbye to me and many others um, I thought okay what do I want to do and bearing in mind that I was I was five years in, almost five years in at that time. And I was thinking, what do I do next? Do I find another job or do I do something else? And for me at that time, it felt like, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't go find another job. That feels like starting over again. And I am finally in flow. I know what I'm doing. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. If I have to start again, a new organization, I'm going to start from scratch in a new context. So I said, you know what? I know that if it happens, I get on the list and I still have 18 months prep time. They don't let you go instantly because it was a work for the Dutch government. You get 18 months of extra support. And um, I thought, okay, this is the time to start my business. And would offer me two things. If I was on that list and they had to let go of me because not enough people went retired at that time, because that was the very primary strategy that they used to talk to the colleagues that were near retirement and see if they could move a couple of them. And then at least then I can do, I can start my business. I've got 18 months by that time. And I can go, if for any miraculous chance, I do survive this round, then I can still keep my business as a side hustle which is absolutely amazing. I can do more of what I enjoy doing, what I'm good at, but as a side hustle. So it was an absolute perfect scenario. As you may or may not have already noticed in my story, I survived that round. I did not have to leave and I kept it as a side hustle. And I always coached from day one, always had clients coaching, whether they were afraid of public speaking or wanted to be more effective in communication or wanted to learn more about NLP. I've done many, many, many works up and, and over the 10 years, my business has evolved. Now, fast forward to 2017. I, at that time, had a part-time job, but it was going nowhere. I was bored. I was I had a bore out instead of a burnout, which is the opposite. And I'm not, and for people who know me, I'm not the type of, I'm not the type of person to be bored. I can't be bored. I want to do something. I want to create something. I want to take action on something and I want to move the needle forward. And I just, it, it that job, I, it was only three days a week, but there was nothing that was intellectually stimulating for me anymore. So in September, I had a conversation with my manager and he basically was fumbling around and moving. And I knew that I had a, a short-term contract and not a long-term contract there. So I, and then I chose that very consciously uh, for that contract. I said, I don't want to be tied down. I want to be able to leave whenever I want to leave. And he was worming in his chair. And I thought, okay, you're telling me that you don't have the budget to keep me, which is fine. I knew what I signed up for. So um, at the next team meeting, I announced that. I said, guys, you should know that by the end of the year, I will, I'll I'll leave because the contract is served and they can't extend it because there's no budget. Now, though, it was like a nuclear bomb going off, And um, even my manager was surprised that I'm looking at his face and thinking, but you told me this. You didn't tell me this flat to my face, but you did say it in overt terms. And I do understand overt terms. I've had several managers who've done that. Uh, long story short he said no 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 that was not my intention I nowhere wanted you to wanted to tell you I would have done it in a different way and as soon as he said it I knew this is not the real story you wouldn't have done it in a different way you were scared to tell me that you can't, you you don't see a solution of keeping me you told me that in an overt way I'm not stupid I know how to communicate and i got your message loud and clear and it's fine um but this is not true well, you've got those, those people that you meet that you know what they're actually saying, but they're not using the exact words maybe or whatnot, but I knew what he meant. But he got scared because I took action based on that. And it scared him even more because it confronted him with the consequences of that conversation. So basically I said, well, there's no harm right now if, okay, I said, because I'm bored, that's why I don't have any problem with me leaving, and I'm even grateful for the fact that you told me in September and not in November, December, so I can prepare for that uh, and start rounding up clients so I can make money and pay my bills in January. He said, no, 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 I really want to keep you. I really appreciate you. I want you to stay here, etc." Cetera, et cetera, I said, well, then find me something to do that's intellectually stimulating. You know what I'm good at. You know what I enjoy doing. Find me something and I'll consider staying. But right now I'm out the door. And I knew by that time I mentally prepared myself I said, you're not going to come back with anything. It took him until November 24. So literally six weeks before the end of the year, November 24 to actually tell me there's nothing there. They couldn't find anything. And I said, okay, fine. I told you that I'm out the door. You can't find anything. You wanted to keep me, but you can't find anything. Uh, and I said, good, I'm going to take all of my uh, leftover vacation days and I'm going to leave uh, as soon as I can. I'm not going to drop everything out of my hands. I'm going to give you all an opportunity to to uh, to ask me anything as long as I'm here. And that was that. I started my business. I started with, or I restarted my business, I should say. It's just jumped into 100% Entrepreneurship. And uh, the very first thing that I did, I invested in two things. One is in a professional speaking training. I've been speaking for over two decades, but I wanted to up level my speaking because I believe that you always can learn more. And the second thing is I invested in a brand mentor because I knew that I needed support to be able to concisely say who I am, what I do, what I stand for and what you can buy from me. That's the story. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. I liked the bit about your manager and that you never found out if he lied, did you? you, just... if you li- no, no, he didn't lie. Now, this is, this is the type of manager or t- and you can translate it for yourself as you're listening or maybe you're watching this. This is the type of person who avoids conflicts. Now, if you know anything about personality and profiling, I know enough to profile someone. And it's one of the things that my managers hated about me, loved, loved about me and hated at the same time because I could profile anyone including themselves uh, and sometimes even better than they could. Now, if you know that, that's a, dangerous, that's a dangerous person to be around because you can't hide anything and you know you can't hide anything. So he is someone who avoids conflict, uh, doesn't stand for something really, Um, and just uh, parrots everything that other people tell him. So he listens really carefully. That's what his coping strategy is. He listens really carefully and just um, repeats what other people have said like it is his own. He's done it with me multiple times. He would come to me and say, "Can can I pick your brain? I'd say, yeah, sure. And he would just say, "Yeah, I've got this problem, this problem." And every time I said, like, "But this is this is a manager's problem. You're asking one of your employees to help you with a manager's challenge." Um, but he didn't even notice it because for him, he just needed to solve that problem. He needed he needed it just before his meeting with the director or whatnot. So he avoids conflict. He doesn't really stand for anything real. So having conversations with an employee, telling them that. He doesn't have the budget or he didn't even do, maybe didn't do anything to get the budget to keep me. That's not his style. You would never have that type of conversation. I've witnessed him having conversations with some of my other former colleagues and I was there and a colleague would explode and it happened. This actually happened. We had a meeting and a colleague exploded after he told her that he didn't do his homework. We were a team of three. And she was like, she exploded emotionally, like, but I worked until 10 p.m. last night to get this done. And now you're telling me as we starting the meeting that you haven't done it. And he could not respond to her. He just kept quiet, looked at her. And I'm like, this is your time. This is this. You're a manager. You should be able to respond to this. You should be able to know how to deal with it. He couldn't. So I knew, I knew that he would never be able to give it to me straight and tell me it's over. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't help it. I don't have the budget for to keep you. I would really love to, but I don't have it. And instead of what you would expect from a manager or a director, to say okay I can't keep you but I'm willing to support you in any way shape or form that I can what do you want do you want another job do you want do you want me to help you in anything else he couldn't he would never be able to do that he's still that type of person so he didn't lie he just acted the way that he acts and if you don't know that you're getting frustrated but I knew that so for me it was more like okay let me play with this because I'm gonna have a little bit of fun here (laughs) we go back to the fun I like that I like that okay
0: so So my question is do you consider yourself intuitive
1: well I believe that everyone has an intuition the question is are we listening to it and I've had several things happen to me that I know um, I've listened to my intuition so I've learned to embrace it more and to become quiet to be able to listen what my intuition is telling me and I've had several, several examples and stories of moments where I had that inclination of, okay, this is what I need to do. You, you mentioned the podcast at the beginning of the conversation. That was one of those. I just hit it, it hit me. What if I start something, a community, I, at that time it was a community and not yet a podcast. That's called the Entrepreneur Sushi Club. I don't know where that name came from. I don't know where the idea came from, but as I thought it, I knew this is right. I need to do something with it. I might not know everything, but I know I need to do something with this. So those are those moments that I can't rationalize it. I can't even explain it to other people why I thought what I thought, but I know and I feel in my bones, it's the right thing to do.
0: Oh, okay. I was just going to ask you, how do you receive your intuition? So you, it's a knowing, it's a feeling in your body, right? Yeah. Okay, so I have asked you when I booked you for this podcast to share one big story of intuition, how it helped you to significantly uplevel your business. So I'm really
1: excited to hear that story.
0: It wasn't (laughs) with your manager, was it?
1: Well, that was one of them, because it it was when I decided to leave my job. I mean, it was already a step for most people in my surroundings to go from a full time job that I love to a part-time job. They always said, but why are, you, why are you going to work part-time? You're going to be making less money. Um, and uh, you love that job. And I said, yeah, I love that job, but there's something that I love more, which is building my business. And to give that business an, an absolute good try, I feel that I, this is how I need to do it. I need to go from full-time to part-time. So I've got at least two days a week that I can build on my business. And um but still have the financial security to some extent and people are like but you're crazy you've got a perfect job you're making a lot of money and and they just couldn't understand it and i couldn't explain it because all i knew was this feels good this is what i'm supposed to be doing and i couldn't explain it to anyone and people were like you're mad you're absolutely mad why would you do such a thing?" Um, and that, that is one of those moments where mm-hmm. I can't explain it to you, I'm sorry, I don't have the words for it, but I feel that I need to do it. And another moment is when I decided to leave my job completely 100% and jump into entrepreneurship 100% for full time, not knowing exactly what my business was going to be, because I didn't. At that time that I made that decision to leave everything, I didn't know what direction my business would be. I knew I would be speaking because I love to speak. I love to stand in front of a group. But what I would be doing more, I don't know. I knew it was going to be some sort of an online business. I knew that it'd probably be coaching, mentoring, because I love to empower other people. I know that I am empowering other people by my stories and questions. And I know that I can do that fast. I mean, could have a 10-minute conversation and you'll have a breakthrough Because those are all things that I've done before. But what it was really going to look like, I couldn't tell you. I know that I've gone through iterations of business names. I can tell you that I've gone through iterations of topics and niches. But I didn't know at that time. The only thing that I knew is I know I have to do this. I know and I have to do this now. I don't know why, but I have to do this now. Something is telling me you've got to move and you've got to move now.
0: That's great. And I, I think that's, um, it's a good story for our listener to listen to, especially if they're still in their jobs, maybe have been shaken up a bit by the pandemic and everything that's happened and wondering, you know, can I trust my gut feeling? Can I trust this, this knowing that I've just got to go and, and build my business now? So what would you say to them?
1: I would say, Find a way that you can take the very first step, very first action. So for me, that meant that I reduced the amount of hours that I work at my job and start my business at a site. Now, if you listened to the story before, then you know that when I started my business, when I, when I walked into the Chamber of Commerce, I had a full-time job. I was working 40 hours a week and I still started my job next to it. So I found a way that I could do it and build it next to my job. Now I know I've had business coaches tell me, no, 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 if you're serious about building your business, you need to say goodbye to your job and just jump. But I know from all of the work that I've done in, the, in personal development and professional development, that's not how I roll. That's not what works for me. What worked for me was to start small And then make it bigger, bigger, bigger. And it took me a couple of years before I went from a full-time job and a side hustle to a part-time job and a side hustle. And then it just took me another two years before I went from part-time job and a side hustle to a business. So take the very first initial step, even though you're working now and you need to do that to support your family. You'll need that financial security and respect and embrace that. But think about what's the smallest step that I can take. It could be listening to a podcast. It could be watching a video. It could be attending a webinar. It could be reading a book. Whatever it is for you, what's the very first small step that you can do, and it's something that you can do consistently on a daily basis, then before you know it, you are doing something that is replacing your salary Build a little bit of money so you can sustain yourself for three to six months or maybe even longer, whatever you feel comfortable with, and then leave your job. So you don't have to jump. It's, not, it's, it's really BS uh, to follow some advice that some business coaches give and say, just jump and you will learn how to swim. That works for some people who are really risk takers. But if you're more of a, I want to do this in a controlled environment type, then take a little steps next to your job and don't let anyone take you. Don't make the mistake of thinking, I'll do this when I have time. That doesn't work. We will never have time uh, because the time that you do have will always be filled up. That's, that's a law. That's a natural physics law. So if you're thinking, I'll wait until I have more time, believe you me, you won't because that time will get filled up with everything else uh and you won't so you have to make a decision right now to spend 30 minutes a day uh working on your business
0: that's such great advice and i agree with that and also what i can see i mean everybody's different as you said for risk takers go ahead do it i think when you have children it's kind of a little bit sobering you have to think about your family rather than just go for it um But I would also say that there's so much noise and so many different opinions about how to start a business that it brings me back to why I am actually doing this podcast, the intuitive business podcast, because I believe we need to listen to our intuition, even though at that point in time, we are not the expert on business. We are expert on us and our own intuition. And we can look at everything through that filter And use that embodiment, that feeling in our body. Does that feel right to me? And I know if I, well, I'm not going to go into my own story or how I started my business, but if I had the chance to start the way you did, I definitely would have done that because it's also a much softer way to uh, work through your money blocks. Whereas if you jump 100%, leave everything behind, you have no safety net or very little, then all your money blocks are going to jump at you in one big One big go, and we all have them. Even when we have huge, big salaries, because I had a really beautiful salary as a an international mergers and acquisition lawyer, and I thought I had no money blocks. But when I
1: started my business, oh my god, did they creep out of the wood? (laughs) Well, it's it's true. One of the things that I share, especially in the beginning, is I had a lot of former colleagues. In the very first couple of months that I left my job, I said, and how's it going? How's it going? I said, I can tell you one thing about entrepreneurship. It is the best personal development course or program that you ever find. It doesn't matter what you've done before. If you want to really learn about yourself, so your personal development, who you are, what you stand for, what your limiting beliefs are still to this day is become an entrepreneur yeah. we
0: all have limiting beliefs whether we know it or not and usually it's without knowing it and that my background in clinical hypnotherapy has really opened my eyes when I trained that's the first training I did when I left my job is train as a clinical yeah. hypnotherapist and yeah. that was amazing in itself that that's just such an eye-opener um
1: yeah but I it's mind. true but it's true. Let's be honest. We're, as human beings, we are not a whole a perfect made example. So we go through life and every season asks something different of us because we grow and evolve. Even if you think you don't like change, we all change. As we are sitting right here, there are, I don't know how many cells in our body that are changing and we evolve and we grow, we learn And that happens, whether it happens in small increments or in very big steps, but that happens. And with every new adventure or challenge or problem, whatever you want to call it, I like adventures. um, There's something new that is triggered in you. There's something new that you're called up to stand to a higher self. And in that process, you will hit a set of limiting beliefs because you need to that's part of the process you need to transform to step into that newer higher self that for whom that problem challenge or adventure is nothing more than having fun and that's what we 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 have to realize we're not perfectly aligned yet we're going to go through it from through our life like that until we end up in between 60 between until we end up in the ground or however you want to leave this earth. Um, But yeah, that's that's the power. And and that's the reason why I call entrepreneurship the best personal development program out there, because you're it. You don't have the structure of an organization. You don't have the procedures that are already in place in an organization when you have a job. It's up to you. And there's something that scares a lot of entrepreneurs because now they get to decide how they want to work, how they want to live. if there is one thing that scares everyone is having the freedom to decide whatever you would like to do. And in that process, you'll probably step into the, the, the mistake of following advices from different business coaches. Well, I can tell you, if you ask 20 different businesses how to start a business, you'll get 25 different strategies. Because there are, there are so many different ways that you can start and grow a business even an online business if we make smaller there are so many different ways and the trick is to try a couple of ways because you don't know what you don't know try it a couple of different ways to discover how can it work for me but that requires you to have a vision of your life that requires you to think about how do I want to live what's the perfect life for me what does that look like what would that look like in terms of what's my week look like my months my year uh what do i want to do on a daily basis and from there how do you want to work do you want to do one-to-one work do you want to do groups do you want to speak do you want to have a podcast? there's so many decisions that you need to make that you don't have to make when you're in a job even in a job that has a lot of responsibilities um, And that is what's the scary part, because now, oh, I can make so many, I can go so many different directions, but what do I really want? What do I really wanna work towards? And when you do know that life vision, when you know what what that will look like, you can work towards it and it will make making decisions easier for you. And that's a a muscle that you need to train in the beginning. uh, But the moment you do, The rest becomes really easy, even listening to your intuition, because you know you have in the back of your mind, you have that vision of your life and the way that you want to work. So it becomes, does this align with that vision and working style? Then the decision is yes. And you trust and embrace your intuition. If it's not in alignment with your vision and the way that you want to work, that's an easy no.
0: Mm. I have another question that I've never asked my guests yet
1: for you. Oh, I triggered a new question. Yay.
0: So how hard or easy or how did you go about to change your mentality from um, an employee to an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question because it's a very different mindset. An employee mindset is a very different mindset from an entrepreneurial mindset. Having said that, if you had met me when I was in my corporate job, you would have met someone that right now we would label as an intrapreneur. So that's someone who works in a job in a big organization, but ha- is, is acting like an entrepreneur. And an entrepreneur, Ooh. yes, that's an intrapreneur. We've got those two because there is a group of people out there that have an entrepreneurial mindset, attitude, and skill set but don't necessarily want to become an entrepreneur. So they act like an entrepreneur, but within the confounds of of an organization. Now, some of the characteristics of those type of people are that they solve a problem. They go for impact. They are driven by making impact and making a difference within an organization. They have a higher purpose. They're the ones that are going to ask, but why are we doing this? Or you're going to ask your manager, if you're a if manager, you're going to ask, but manager, why do you want me to do this? How is this contributing to the mission of this organization? And how is my contribution uh, aligned to that? And if it doesn't align, you won't do it. That's, that's the, the emphasis of an, of an entrepreneur. So I've always been that entrepreneur. I had a shop in shop. I had clients calling me directly instead of my manager. So I worked for an organization where all of the tasks came down through via direct, managing director, director and manager. And then it was, OK, we've got this project who has time and has the expertise to take on this project. That didn't happen with me. I got clients to call me directly and say, look, now I've got another project. I want you to do it. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to pay someone else to do it. So I'm going to go outside of all, of the organization and pay. So that is what I was compared to on a consistent basis. Like I was an external consultant who got paid a substantial amount of money. That was the same for me. That was my positioning. So for me, making the step from um, employee in the beginning, because I started as an employee. Don't ask me. I didn't know entrepreneurship. I didn't know what that was. I didn't learn that about myself until a couple of years in. Um. I was always that person. So for me, the step from intrapreneur to entrepreneur wasn't a very big leap. It it was for a lot of people that I've coached in that that phase of their transition. Uh, But having said that, I'm I'm going to be really transparent. I still had to do some of the work. There were still things that I didn't know about myself that I needed to change to really step into entrepreneurship. And it had a lot to do with, um, how do I want to work? Because I know how I worked in a corporate environment. How do I want to work as an entrepreneur? How available do I want to be for everyone? How many times am I going to say yes to people that reach out to me and say, can I pick your brain for free? How how much do I want to do that? When do I want to do that? Um, uh, How do I want to work? Do I want to have one-to-one clients all of the time? Or do I want to do group and speaking? And what's the balance between the two? But also, okay, what am I going to charge for this? I knew what I was making in an, as an hourly late as an internal consultant, but what am I going to charge now? And how am I going to charge it convincingly so that clients actually said, okay, you believe you're worth it. And I believe it, I believe you're worth it instead of ending up in a, in a negotiation with about price because you never want to end up in that situation you'll you'll never win that battle uh, most of the time so yeah there's always something it depends on what your starting situation is if you really make the step from an employee mindset to an entrepreneur mindset you're going to discover a lot about yourself and then the best way the best advice that i can give you the best recommendation i can give you in that time is get yourself a really good coach mentor to help you with that transition because it really it asks you to think differently and to think more in terms of what's the problem that I'm going to solve and how can I communicate about that problem and how I solve it in a way that is concise, clear and confident so that people know what I do. Another issue that another thing that you have when you make that transition is now you really need to market yourself. As an employee, there's also some type of marketing involved. You always have a personal brand because I worked in a a project-based environment so clients can choose uh, between colleagues that have a similar expertise. So how do you profile yourself and brand yourself from a personal brand perspective in a way that a client says, but I want that person and not that person. Even though I had that experience of how to make sure that people know exactly what I wanted to do, and how I do it and what I stand for, as an entrepreneur was completely different because now I needed to market myself as an entrepreneur. And that was a flip of the switch for me too. And I needed to learn how to use social media even more than um, anything else. I wasn't doing a lot of social media work at that time. That was not what I was doing in my corporate job because clients were internally available. I'm just going to switch on the light because it's getting to rain here you can't see me anymore that well it's getting really dark I'm about, I think it's going to rain really hard in a couple of minutes um, but that's, that's something else and that requires something else to, to market yourself uh, as a solo because I didn't have the label of a big organization behind me anymore it was just me, myself and I Hello, world. (laughs) Yeah, I can relate
0: to that. And you know what? I use my intuition a lot with regards to that. Even to to the point of what kind of post I do, um, I tune into the energy and it's like, what do I need to talk about today? Do you do that as
1: well? Yes. um, I've tried the whole, I mean, I'm someone who knows a lot about performance and knows a lot about how you can work smarter. And one of the greatest things that you can do is batching which just means that you schedule a block of time, you group the similar tasks together. So content and creating content is a great example of something that you can batch. So you can think about, I'm going to write all of the content for the next two weeks and I'm going to schedule it out so that I don't have to think about it. And it's the one area in my business, I tune in every day and that's how I decide what I'm going to post today. I can't do the batching before i can't sit down i can't sit down on a sunday afternoon and think about okay well what do i want to post uh, for the next month and i could do that but i know myself well enough to know that i would still change the posts on a daily basis
0: you know the first person i meet that is like me on that point and i just always felt that's strange. Uh, I could maybe save some time. No, because it doesn't even take me much time to decide. As soon as I, I put my hands on the keyboard, I know what to write.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I know. No, it takes and me back. In Every group is different on every platform and it just flows. Yeah. No, it's the one thing, like I said, I mean, I teach this stuff to people that they should do batching and that they should do time blocking but this is an area where I know I can do it. I mean, I could get myself to sit down and uh, work for it. Yeah, Thunder, yeah, it's getting really serious up here. And um, I can do it, but I also know, because I've done it, I've I've done the batching, I've created content for a whole month, but when it came to posting, I would still go into the schedule and change the post because it didn't feel like it was time for that post yet. There was it, was, it was time for something else. Now I know that as you're listening, this am I thinking that's weird if you, if you don't think you've experienced something like this, but I'm sure that you have each and every one of us has those moments of, I, 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 I just felt that I had to do this, but you didn't know where it came from. And again, I'm the very first person that will tell you do what feels right for you. This feels right for me. If it, if the batching would feel right, I would do that. But I know that this feels right for me and it doesn't take me a lot of time. Um, So yeah, this is what I'm gonna keep doing.
0: I like that. We have to be bold in a way, don't we? But it's hard if you let your fears come in the way because then you think I'm missing out on something and maybe it would work better for me if I did this and I did that. Um, Okay, before I ask you how people can find you, I have one more question. I'd like to okay. know, how did you learn about your intuition and how to trust it? And what oh. would you say to someone who's afraid to use their intuition in business?
1: Well, looking back on my life, I think I always, I always had moments of ebb and flow when it comes to my intuition. Uh, there have been moments that I can recall from my childhood that I just knew. I knew it was a big No. And um, my parents would say to me, but but no, 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 you should go. And I said, no, I, I know, I know that it's an absolute no. And I'm like, do you better really go with your friends? And I would say no. <laughs> and I couldn't explain why. So it's been ebb and flow. Uh, the, the, the moment or the event that really woken me up, to ask the space if that makes any sense, is when I was at university and that's what I started to become more conscious about in my intuition and to really tap into it more uh, from an intentional point of view is a moment at university. And um, I had my, my parents said, you're going to go to, u- u- I went to university in Rotterdam, which is about an hour commute. And they said, well, l- l- buy a mobile phone. And in that period of time, it was those big Nokia phone, i know i'm going to reveal my age right now but it doesn't matter but the very, those were the very first we didn't have smartphones we had pdas that type of thing and i thought but why do i need a phone and my mother would say yeah but you're traveling if there's something that you you can call that's all And i just couldn't explain why i had to carry that very big phone with me and i was sitting in the in the in the lounge with the teacher and i was getting restless in my chair and I'm like, what the, what's going on? I mean, we still got got 30 minutes left of the lecture but I was getting ret- restless in my chair. I'm like, this, is, this has never happened to me. Uh, and the only thing that I could, could feel and sense was you need to move, you need to move, you need to get out of here, you need to get out of here. And I'm like, why for God's sake? I mean, it's at the end of the day, it is, I think it was around 6 p.m. or something and I always took the same tram. I knew exactly what time to leave the lecture hall, uh, take the tram, I knew that I would be on time for the train, et cetera, et cetera. But at that time I'm like, no, no, no. And I, and, and I could hear myself saying, okay, professor, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And I was like, hurry up, hurry up. And I could not explain why. Um, you finally finished, I've never cleaned cleaned up my things as fast as I did that day because everything was going you need to move you need to move you need to move uh, and I did I took a tram earlier than I did on a regular basis so I arrived earlier on the on the and as soon as I put my foot and I still remember this as it was as if it was yesterday I put my foot on the platform so there's an escalator up the platform through the train I put my foot on the platform and then I hear a bomb go off a bomb goes off in the train station. Mm. Now, I didn't know it was a bomb. I just heard a very big bang and then nothing. Um, I got in the train and said, well, I, I can't see anything. We're not being asked to do anything. I'm still on the platform. The train arrived on time, etc." Got in the train. When I got home and looked at the news, they said, that someone had just had a bomb go off near an ATM because they wanted to take the money from there. Now, in that moment, as soon as I saw that moment, I knew if I had taken my regular tram, I would have been down in the hole at the moment that that bomb would go off. Mm. That was the defining moment that, okay, I need to pay attention. I really need to pay more attention to my intuition because it might have just saved my life. Did you know it was intuition? Did you call it that way or not? No, no I just had a bodily sensation. I was I like restless in my chair. I was really doing this, which you can't deny. You, and you can't deny that you can't even ignore it. I'm like, what is happening? I'm moving in this chair like like really get out get out, get out of this chair i I couldn't I love it.
0: I mean, I don't love that the fact that someone
1: else no, no but you yeah, know I, I get that but mean?
0: because I have a very similar experience,
1: very, very similar at about the same age yeah but that 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 was the one I thought, oh my god this there is something that, that guided me here. and it's too big of a it was such a profound event that I thought no 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 this could not have happened this is not something that you can rationally think about Mm. and I am analytical I mean I like I like me some science but this is something that I couldn't explain I, I just couldn't I'm like this is so weird because it was out of character for me in a very big way And that was the moment I thought, okay, I better pay attention because this could be (laughs) life-saving. Listening to this could be life-saving. And how do you
0: combine your logical mind with your intuition? Do they sometimes fight or have a little argument? Yeah, but my intuition
1: wins. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I love me some science, I have learned to trust what works, even if it's not scientifically proven yet. Because as we know, science is always... Uh, retrospective. It looks at what happened in the past to see if there's a scientific explanation to it. And I'm more of a, is it working right now? Can I see it working? Can I experience it working? That's enough for me. I don't need the, but it's a 95% reliability that it will work for the majority. Fine. (laughs) Great. But not for me, not for me. (laughs) Absolutely, but not for me. I'm, 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 I'm needing to make decisions today. I can't wait until you've done research three to six months to show me what it is. Having said that, I do use scientific facts in my speeches because I speak to audiences that need that, that need to hear it's scientifically proven that... Uh, working on some working on these happiness strategies will boost your happiness. Some people need to hear that. And I respect that. Oh, it's getting really interesting here.
0: It's a confirmation.
1: (laughs) I, I think so. We're on the right track here. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here right here on this podcast. We're on the right track. You've made the perfect decision listening to this episode. Um, But yeah, no, and it it is, I mean, as an, especially as an entrepreneur, you're the one that needs to make the decisions. And there is something very real called decision fatigue. We can wear ourselves out by all of the decisions that we need to make on a day-to-day basis. So you want to have some patterns. You want to have something to hold on to, to be able to do this really quickly. Now, one of the ways to do this from the start is to design your life and design your working style, because then, you know this is how i want to do this and does it fit yes doesn't fit no that requires very little energy if you need to make that des- every time that you are forced with the decision or are asked to make a decision and you need to think yeah but what do i really want that's going to take time and a lot of energy You're going to wear yourself out very quickly if you have to do that over and over again it's one of the reasons why people like steve jobs wore the same trousers the same shirt each and every day it's obama who had the same suit in two different colors i believe and wore that on every day they just outsourced. they just made sure that that's not a part of their life that they have to think about consciously each and every day they knew that's what i'm going to take out of the closet and that's what i'm going to wear they just had multiple versions of the same thing to be able to do that So for you, that's the same thing. I know there are a couple of topics in my life and in my work. I don't have to think about it. I know instantly what the answer is. Instantly. I know if I need to make a decision whether or not I'm going to invest in a coach, I know if I'm going to invest in that coach. I know I don't have to think about it. I don't have any, don't have to make a pro pro cons list. I know instantly yes or no. Because I've got the criteria in my head, I know I've thought about it beforehand. If I'm going to make a decision, then a coach needs to be one, two, three, four, five criteria, not more, not less. And if they fit the bill, then I don't need to think about it. it doesn't really matter what the investment is at a moment in time. I know it's a five five times yes, it's go. This is the right thing to do, um, and and I think and that that's where I want everyone to be at is to really have clarity up front so that you can reduce the amount of decision fatigue that you can have and you can just go yeah and i suppose what i
0: hear from what you're saying is that it leaves us more energy for the times we need to use our intuition when there's something that's not been planned for or an opportunity that comes you know those beautiful synchronicities that come and and
1: mess up your plan in a way yeah, it, 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 helps, it helps in terms of your resilience. When you hit an obstacle that you could not plan for. I mean, no one could have planned for this global pandemic. No one. No one could have known, but it still happened. And how do you respond to this? Were you one of those that, that said, okay, I'm gonna go back to bed, I'm gonna cover my head, uh, just tell me when it's over and I'll come out. I know people who've done that. Or were you one, okay, this happened um i don't know how long it's going to take but what's the opportunity here what can i do to support people right now right here or every or anything in between it really doesn't matter how you responded initially it's what you did afterwards after that initial response did you stay in hibernation then you've been in hibernation for the past 18 months Mm. or i had an interesting reaction
0: i Every bone in my body said, "My whole life has prepared me for this,
1: and it was so exciting." Yeah, I mean, I I launched my podcast in in at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I did something at the beginning whilst everyone was panicking. I launched my podcast, and we've been launching episodes every week. So, and I know many people who've done amazing things because the circumstances offered them. So whether you are in a corporate job and the global pandemic has made you think about your life and your work and what you're doing and what, what matters to you, that's a great thing. That's a blessing. Uh, because now you're 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 being given time and space to think about this, something that you would have had if it didn't happen, because then we would be still busy, 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 busy doing as an entrepreneur, maybe this is the opportunity to really reset and think, okay, what am I doing in this? And is it still in alignment with what I intended to do when I started? Or is it ready for a new iteration? Am I ready for the next level? Whatever that looks like for you.
0: I could talk to you for hours for sure. (laughs) I know discovered here. So but I think I'd like to keep the episodes (laughs) under one hour. So I'm going to ask you now where people can find you. Well, the best way everything will be in the show notes as well on the website, so that's that's easy.
1: Of course. So the best way to connect with me is on social media. Um, I play on Instagram and Clubhouse the most. So if you're uh, on either one of those platforms, feel free to connect and follow me. Send me a message if you would like. If you have any questions after listening to this, Uh, but that's those are the two best ways that you can connect with me very fast.
0: Okay, lovely. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been an honor. Oh, thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. It was very fun.
0: See you soon. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Nutrition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, And if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go onto my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.